Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Wednesday morning. Took me a second there. There you go. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate it. We want to appreciate it. We, we do appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our service minimum out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Make sure you're starting your day the right way with Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. I saw today that Starbucks, they're rolling out the pumpkin spice. Oh, Boo. what took you so long, guys? Strange Brew's been doing that for a full week. You bunch of losers. Strange Brew Coffee House, not a bunch of losers. The best, the best, the best local coffee house in the in the Southeastern Conference. I'm not the only one telling you that too. Go, go ask anybody who has to come and cover games. That's Andy you. Staples. That's a guy who knows a thing or two about where to eat and drink in the uh, in the SEC. College Corner and CollegeCornerStore.com is the place to grab national championship merchandise. It's also the place for you to get the polos you're going to be wearing this football season. When you're headed to Davis Wade Stadium, you don't want to have to wait in line here in Starkville. Make sure you've already made those purchases by getting it done with College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can shop online at CollegeCornerStore.com. For anything maroon and white, tailgating, home gating, anything you need, it's College Corner. Our good friends at Humble Taco are ready to see you this fall. They are going to be providing incredible food and incredible atmosphere out there at that new location on University Drive. One of the biggest patios in town, margaritas on tap, and, of course, incredible food. You know that when you talk to Ty Timms, you're going to be eating good. A unique menu, stuff you won't see anywhere else outside of Humble Taco. If you haven't been already, you are missing out. And if you have been, then you know what I'm talking about. Head over to Humble Taco this fall when you're in Starkville for football season. It is Rumblings Day. We got a lot of questions. Once again, we just we just keep getting them every year, every week. And it's not even football season yet. No, gosh. Yeah, I'm just I'm just I'm dreading that first loss. The the, the questions will be be painful so i'm dreading the first like podcast after the first loss oh yeah we'll see when that hopefully that won't be for a while we'll see though all right justin strawn let's see here i haven't i have this is a one of the rare occasions by the way that i haven't really read the questions ahead of time oh well, that's the best so yeah we're just going to get right into it here yeah let's go uh, i don't know how many state ga- games state will win this year but the defense seems to be so good that getting blown out in any game with maybe the exception of Alabama, seems to be off the table. Is that a reasonable expectation? Let's see. I think that's I think that's a possibility. I mean, last year A and M was really good, and State didn't really get blown out in that. Lost by fourteen. Yeah, I, it's hard to believe because it felt like State was out of the ball game. Oh, they they were never but, in the ball game. They scored a late touchdown, but yeah. But still, they didn't get blown out. The only uh, way I think State gets blown out is if the offense provides opportunities. Picks the interceptions, yeah. Like so. Yep. So, yeah. It's, uh, yes, I correct. 
it is a, a I agree with you, it's a reasonable uh, expectation. The bus lot for the school I work at and drive a bus for is right next to my school, and I always park my truck in that lot and my bus there when the day is over. This year, a new driver who gets there before I do and leaves before I do has taken my spot in the lot. This perturbs me greatly. How unreasonable is getting upset over a non-designated parking spot? Uh, I think that's very reasonable. Happens all the time in Baptist churches whenever someone takes their pew. Oh, you don't take somebody's pew at a church. No. You get, you. I get I get unreasonably mad whenever you know my wife and I sit in the middle section mm-hmm. at First Baptist. You know, about three or four rows yep. up. When the students come back, every now and then somebody takes our spot, and it makes me angry sometimes. And I know that look you that. <clears throat> Dan Mullen used to bring the football team yeah. to First Baptist. They would go to like visit churches yeah, yeah. or whatever, and they would take up the whole middle section. I would be upset about that. That's where I sit. You're a Scientologist. You're not even a Baptist. <laughs> That's Chris Peterson. Oh, okay. That was a Scientologist. That's not what Gene's page said circa 2008. I'm pretty sure it was Peterson. But remember, people got confused and oh, they yeah, said they right. heard yeah, that Dan, Dan Mullen was... Yeah, I agree. All right, let's see here. Uh, Zachary Treadway. Were all of the... Ret- Give me some wrestling questions in this one, folks. Just bear with us. Were all of the returns at SummerSlam Vince's way of trying to offset the pop that CM Punk received on Friday? I mean, I don't know. It's, it's difficult to say. I can't imagine they just changed the card. Although, you know, they, Vince is known to change the card day to day. I think that that I think that was planned ahead I of time. I think Lesnar was planned. Was Becky planned? You know, she's been teasing that for a while. Like mm-hmm. she'll show up at a um, at a pay per view like outside the arena and take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. And so people think, oh, she's about to debut, and then you know she doesn't she doesn't. Debut. So he might have had her on standby. I don't know. Um, I do think that they felt like there was probably pressure on them after that. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. That was a one-hour sh- television network show mm-hmm. that got 1.13 million hits that night. At 9 o'clock on At a 9 night. o'clock on a Friday. Yeah. And it was a one-hour show, and it was just pretty much one segment. They, yeah. I think they wrestled maybe a couple matches. Three matches. Nobody cared. I watched all the matches. I, I didn't. Yeah. I, I was just I was in a high. But... I I do feel like Vince is. I think he's start. I think he's about to start feeling some pressure. pressure. We'll yeah, see. I don't think he's really cared about this until now because now you're starting to get some big names, so yeah. even bigger names go over there. They're starting to get you know some some pretty good views. Yeah, I think I think some pressure is coming. Colton Watson wants us to rank these villains: the Joker, the Green Goblin. Lounge dog, ruiner of rumblings questions, <laughs> and Hugh Freeze. Ooh. Freeze is the worst kind of villain because he's the kind of villain who believes he's a hero. Yes. So he's number one. Okay. Um, this is the worst villains or yeah. best? Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, to rank by villains, best is worst, right? Who's the most evil? Okay. Um... <sighs> Going the Joker. Joker's number two. Yeah, he's two. Um, then Lounge Dog, and then Green Goblin. <laughs> That's how I would go. Okay. Okay. Uh, you do a podcast, but what podcast do you listen to? You listen to a lot of podcasts. Oh, I have, I have fifty podcasts. I'm. I'll just say that I am a wrestling and 
wrestling history and true crime person. The only sports podcasts that I listen to are pretty much Mississippi State related. If somebody puts out a Mississippi State podcast, mm-hmm. um, so I, you know, I just don't listen to a lot of sports. I, I get enough sports in my life, so I don't really do that. But you know, Up and Vanished is great. Um, there's a podcast I listen to called Root of Evil that is just truly messed up. That is that is outstanding. Um, American History Tellers is really good. Um, Dirty John, Doctor Death, stuff like that. Okay. And then and then you know my wrestling podcast, I listen right. to Conrad Thompson and yeah. Chris Jericho, stuff like that. Yeah. I was I listened to Straight Out of Cobham. What? It's a, it's a Chelsea football club podcast. Oh, I know, right? Makes you happy. Wow. Uh, if you could sit anywhere you wanted at any MSU sporting event, where would you sit? What seat is worth giving up your press box spot? I mean, I would definitely sit on the other side of the stadium in that same spot in the club level. Yes, it w- it would be a club level thing, I, and I, it wouldn't be the gridiron because I don't like. There's too many people down there in that. Yeah, I don't. Do I want to just sit somewhere and. I have a chill. friend with a skybox. If I could sit in his skybox for every game, I would do that. Yeah. So. Have uh, unlimited food, yeah. drinks, yeah. Um, a, a nice restroom, and you have you know whatever the temperature is outside, it feels better indoors. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Pat and Paris ask, when is the last time you saw a crowd react the way the AEW crowd did Friday night? I was thinking about, you know, like, I always think I mean, of when Austin came out to give Mick Foley the title, huge pop. Ric Flair's return to the Horseman after he'd been away for a while, huge pop. Um, it was definitely an Austin Road Warrior yeah. Type I was trying to think in terms of like, I didn't want it because, you know, like Daniel Bryan winning, right? But that's in front of 60, 70,000 people. This is like, just a regular, is, is a regular yeah. crowd. I mean, that was up there with the it's with the there. best. It's up there I mean, for sure. that, it's, that one, it's a to, top three. To me, it topped his Money in the Bank deal, which oh, I didn't yeah, think yeah, was yeah. possible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was, I mean, it was unbelievable. Like, I, I knew it was going to be a crazy pop, but I, I couldn't even believe that. Yeah. No, it, it was beyond my expectations. Brooks Roberts, our good friend, wants to know why is Madison County better than Winston County? More money, but you know when I you, you were just going to say when you put no, it's not when you put Canton in there, it diminishes Mad- Madison County <laughs> significantly. So Louisville rises a little bit further closer to Madison. Okay, if you're just talking about Madison, the city. What about Canton Academy? Winston Academy and Louisville in general is infinitely better than Canton and Canton Academy. Okay, okay. Just wanted to be sure. Just saying. Like, he he throws in Madison County like, you know, he was, you know, in the middle of, you know, MRA and all that. No, you went to Canton, Brooks. You're right there with me, okay? (laughs) Uh, Also from Brooks, other than Dak, what MSU athlete would receive the loudest CM Punk type pop? When they return to campus for a game, baseball, basketball, football. Uh, Jake Mangum, baseball. Somebody tried to answer this, but he got on them, so good job. Uh, Jake Mangum is probably the correct answer, although Tanner Allen is going to be that guy for a while, too. I, I think Jake is... Just so beloved. Yeah. All right. It, there isn't a Tanner's right below. There isn't a basketball guy. Um, It would have to be somebody that's just, you know, very... Timmy Bowers might be close. Well, there's two issues here. One, there's not a, a, a defining like Daryl Wilson has been back and never gotten that kind of ovation. Yeah. Secondly, when is the hump going to be that full? 
Yeah. You know. And, you know, like, uh, I don't know, Eric Dampier, maybe. maybe. But even then, like, he's been around. Yeah. Basketball so. is just – it would have to be like a women's basketball, honestly. Like a night that that women's basketball yeah, like is packed. Yeah, Tierra McCowan. Yeah. yeah. If, it was like a, if it's a night where it's, like, really packed, yeah. that would be the closest thing. What about football? Is there anybody other than Dak that gets – Smoot. Like, Smoot. Smoot would get a huge pocket. It's, it, for that kind of stuff, it's got to be a fan favorite. It's yeah, got. It does, it's not necessarily like who's the best player. Yeah. It's who's someone that is like CM Punk. It was in Chicago. That was his hometown. He was, you know, kind of one of them. So it's it's got to be it's got to be somebody like that. And I think Smoot kind of fits that. He's a beloved guy. Yeah. Dalton Lee asks, "What's a bold prediction you have this season for MSU football? Stats, records, individual records, whatever." You got more bold predictions than I do. I mean, is, is my bold prediction that I think Will Rogers is going to throw for over thirty eight hundred yards? Yes. Okay, that's my bold prediction. Then, what's yours? You got to have one. I don't have any. I think the defense. You're not bold. I think the. I don't know how bold it is, but I think the defense is going to be really good, like better than last year. Yeah. Uh, Jay in Baltimore asks: Jackson Fristo's struggles were well documented this year. But he is expected to see a lot of innings in 22. Coaches usually go with their ace on Friday. Then the confidence level dips as you set up Saturday, Sunday, and the midweek starter. Where does Jackson Fristo land week one next year? I think he's a weekend guy to start, probably Saturday or Sunday. Right now I'm thinking Sunday. Yeah. Uh, same spot he was in. Yeah. And he can work his way up. He can work his way out. But I, I think the fall is going to play a big part in kind of shaping that group. I think by the time you get into – spring and you start getting to those early practices, I think you'll have a pretty good idea about who's kind of stepping up. All right. Uh, Arthur wants to know, has Clarion Ledger hired a replacement for Tyler Horker yet? They have. We talked about him on yesterday's show. Um, Colby Keller. Why can't or don't we wear our practice jerseys in games? I, for one, love to look at them. They're, they're practice jerseys. They're for practice. Yeah. You're saying you want to change the look of our game jerseys. That's that's a different discussion. Yeah, I mean they're cheap. Yeah, I mean they're just so, they're not. Yeah, yeah. I mean I'll I'll say this: as practice jerseys go, they look good. Sure. So, uh, let's see here. This is a good question here. We, we we might need to ask one of the guys this question. Maroon guy wants to know how many standard size McDonald's cheeseburgers would an SEC offensive lineman choose to eat given an unlimited supply? How many could he eat? Obviously, there's going to be a discrepancy. So these are just regular cheeseburgers, just the regular not, cheeseburger. not the quarter pounders. No. Oh gosh, I'm thinking seven or eight. Oh, it's more than that. Like, okay, they would choose to eat seven or eight. They this could is, eat twenty. Oh, that's a lot. Jeez, that's not that many. Okay, I was telling you for somebody like Dollar <laughs> Bill, who's six foot eight and yeah. three hundred and fifty pounds. I mean, that, that cheeseburger is like, I mean, there's a lot of bread, but the meat itself is like, what, an eighth of an ounce? An eighth of a pound? Yeah, it is. A, it, and it's not even real meat either, yeah. but we don't have to go there. We're not going too far down that road now. How about we go somewhere else and eat? Yeah, that's an even better idea. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Tyler Nelson says, I haven't watched wrestling since 1998, but thanks to Mississippi State beat writers' tweets and podcasts, I'm able to hold a conversation when the topic comes up. Thanks. We've made a difference like, in someone's life. I may quote Damian Sandow. You're welcome. <laughs> you know his last name is like Haydad or Hadad or something? Is it really? Yeah, it's, it's it's close to mine. You guys Ken? 
I, I'm sure somewhere down the road, our ancestors rode camels together. Yes. Uh, how did we lose out on Hurst, Williams, and Harris, all dudes we once led for? Blame Bob? I don't think Bob is the reason. I want to talk about happy things on this. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is unusual. This is a guy. These are three guys that all had crystal balls in to go to Mississippi State, and it doesn't look like State's going to get any of them. Well, it's not signing day either. Are you going to give me that whole solely August? Yes. Okay. And next month it'll be only September. Yeah. It's only two days before signing day. At that point, I'll be saying that yes, they missed. Somebody but, somebody made a good point on on Gene's page, and they said. Uh, that at least this December will be the ones trying to flip. Are you really going to give Colonel Kang a shout out that? here? Yes. I feel bad about it now, but <laughs> he's correct though. He's correct. Uh, Andrew Madden asked, what, "What happened there?" All right. If State would have won the national title in 1996 in men's basketball, how many team titles would we have by now, school wide? Would baseball have broken through earlier? That's a good point because I I, I feel like it kind of elevates everybody. Mm-hmm. Let's see, and baseball was a distinct possibility because they went to the College World Series twice in the nineties, right? Three times in the nineties, th- twice after that, right? And then they went in oh seven. It could have changed the trajectory there. I don't think anybody else would have really come into play. But the basketball program might have been a little different. It's interesting. You always think about that team right after the Final Four team where they had brought nobody back. None of the starters returned. And you're just like, that had been one of the most interesting stories ever. Like, win the national title and the next year you won like 10 games. Well, you remember in football after they went to the – to number one mm-hmm. the next year you know they had Dak but they just weren't really that they weren't, great yeah, yeah. and then 2016 happened yeah uh, let's see here Andrew Madden again with CM Punk coming back and a host of other rumored wrestlers jumping to AEW which one happens first does WWE regain the momentum permanently or do they sell first I don't think either of those two things are going to happen anytime soon first off WWE is not regaining the momentum anytime soon and they're not going to sell either yeah and- they're yeah. They're a trillion dollar company or whatever they are now at this point. I mean, maybe Ted DiBiase could buy them. Trillion dollar Ted. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I think, right. I think, you know, that they're going to take a hit from a rating standpoint, but they just had 50,000 people at SummerSlam. Uh, I don't, you know, this isn't, I don't think this is going to be like the Monday Night Wars, like where the business was really in the balance. I think this is just a true competitive, fight right now between these two for ratings and for it's going to be for talent as well because AEW is showing that they they allow guys the freedom to kind of express themselves they have really good wrestling things like that WWE is so structured and robotic guys are going to want to get away from that but it's still the goal to get to WWE I mean that is still the pinnacle and I think that's going to remain yeah I think that's going to remain the same. I mean, NXT is still very good too. Mm-hmm. Um, it might not be popular with some, but I, I I think WWE is not going to get better on its main product until Vince leaves. I'm I'm done with WWE. I, I I thought something that Punk said worked for me, where he said he he left professional wrestling in 2005 and came back in 2021. I don't like sports entertainment. Yeah, I'm, I like professional wrestling. I liked sports entertainment I, I in, in 1998. 
Well, yeah. And nineteen ninety nine. Well, back then it was still professional wrestling. Yeah, but it was, but it had become entertainment. It was I mean, and yeah, WWE was what not doing professional now, wrestling. I just don't, I just don't like it. I just don't like it. So yes. I'm not going to watch it for anything. It doesn't appeal to me, but I still watch it. Yeah. You're a glutton for punishment. Yeah. The Flying M wants us to rank these one year players at MSU: Scotty DeBrule, Rodney Hood, Andriel Howard, Dante Jones, which he spelled donate, donate Jones. That's okay. I mean, yeah. Jack yeah. Kruger, Nate Lowe, Arnett Moultrie. These are all good players. Really good. I, I'm gonna. It's gonna feel weird, but like I don't know who to put last right off the top of the bat. Like my first thought is Moultrie because that team was. I so think terrible. Scotty DeBrule's last. Honestly, okay. So DeBrule, DeBrule's last. Moultrie. You know, I. Well, wasn't he like all SEC? He was good, but that team fell apart. The, the collapse of that team is still something to, to think about. I don't know. I, I'd put Jack Kruger below him. Ooh. I like Kruger. Yeah, but I... All right, so then Kruger... So Moultrie. we're going for bottom up. I'm not going any further with Moultrie. That's, this is where he is. That's fine. I'm fine with that. I, I'm going to go after that. I'm going to go Rodney Hood. Okay. I got to disagree. Well, I'm going to go Nate Lowe ahead of him. Oh, I got to totally disagree. Rodney Hood is probably going to be as much as it pains me. That I team know. won the SEC, and Nate Lowe was a very big piece of it. Are we, that. Only, are we ranking the... them what they did at MSU? Or are we ranking them? Yes. Then Scotty DeBrule's number one. He won a national title. He didn't. He he was not as big as Nate Lowe on that team, Brian. Go look at his stats. He was the team I'm, leader I'm in batting. Is, if we're going to rank, are we ranking them based on what they did? Have they have done in their careers? Are we? It says them? rank these one year players at MSU. It didn't say rank these players and the, for their entire careers. Then this is what Arnett they did Moultrie at MSU. Is last, he's the only guy on this team. He's not last. He's the only guy on this team that didn't make the postseason. We're not. We're including what they did, and we're right. including what the team did. But this is also rankings. you rank them, and I'll rank them. I can't get behind. You what just shut doing your here. mouth. How dare you? Okay, I'm going to Brule last. Okay, I'm going Kruger. Second to last, mm-hmm. then Moultrie, mm-hmm. then Rodney Hood, mm-hmm. then I'm going. Who else we got? Dante Jones and Andrew Howard. Mm-hmm. No, and Nate Lowe. Lowe, Lowe? Mm-hmm. Andrew Howard, Dante Jones. No. Okay. Okay. Because I, 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 the way I'm seeing this, I'm going to try to take their entire careers into account. So Moultrie's last. He played in the NBA. He had a cup of coffee there. Sure. So, he played in the NBA. Okay. Still Scotty DeBrule is in an independent league right now. Well, you know, his career is just starting. And he batted he under a, 300. He, he won a national title. He was a, I'm a big Scotty DeBrule he, fan. He was a key cog on a national championship team. That gets you over, well, we made the NIT after we collapsed. I'm taking that into account. Okay. You make your own list. I, I'm, that's what I'm doing. Do it. Moultrie, DeBrule... Kruger, Lowe, Howard, Jones, Hood. Ugh. Hood's number one. Hood God, has what been a, a terrible list. Hood has been in the NBA now for a decade. That is a... T- we're not... That's why I'm doing it. You can't make your own rules on this. I just did. You, just did. God, you're... So, Brogan Fairchild wants to know. Okay, why didn't you take in Arnett Moultrie's time at UTEP? Was he good at UTEP? I have no yeah. I have no knowledge of his time at UTEP. 
he was he was pretty good. He was okay. his fr- freshman well, then, all all. Do I take into account USA? Rodney Hood's time at Duke then, where he was better yeah. than Arnett Moultrie? Yeah, you do because because Rodney Hood was a lottery pick and Arnett Moultrie wasn't. Yeah, okay. I, I think you do. That's why. Well, that's why Hood's. Ahead that's of why Moultrie. I rated Rodney Hood ahead of Moultrie as well. Uh, uh, Goodness, uh, I've had enough of your shenanigans. I mean, and that's the case. Andrew Howard should be like <laughs> maybe number one. She's my number two, I'm right behind saying. Dante Jones. She had a great career at Texas A and M. Yeah, well, she's, she's like my number WWE two superstar. That's why I ranked her number two. Well, regardless, Brogan Fairchild says, "What is one thing you'd like to see from the offense and defense against La Tech to give yourself some confidence going into the NCAA, NC State game?" I want to see the offense throw for four hundred plus passing yards. Yeah, this seems to be a blowout. Yeah, yeah. I, on you know both sides of the ball, seven points. It started at thirty and a half, it's down to twenty three and a half. That's weird. Yeah, Betters. Defense, I want to see uh, interceptions by someone not named Emerson or Forbes. I just want to see that the defense has some depth beyond the the top 11. Okay. The guys that come in are maybe not you know as good, but pretty good. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Brian, what, why is it going to be Brian? What is your favorite thing to make with pulled pork behind sandwich besides sandwiches, tacos, and nachos? What the hell else is there? <laughs> what else am I making? Uh, what literally? What else is there? What am I supposed to make? You just wiped out every single thing that pulled pork can go on. I mean, I don't really like barbecue spaghetti. Is there is there barbecue salad? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Like, yeah, barbecue. And soup. we know you're not going to eat that. No, so I, I don't. Nothing <laughs> is my answer to that question. Those are the three things I like to make with pulled pork. <laughs> Uh, oh my goodness! Jacob we Schumi, who has finally gotten he got he got a clean slate today. <laughs> what did Kevin McAllister's dad do for a living to be able to afford that mansion and take his whole family to Paris and home alone? This is a question I've wondered for years. Was he on cryptocurrency? Hey, was he an early crypto guy? It could be. He he was on something. He owned a like ten bedroom house in the suburbs of Chicago, and. Took his entire family to Paris for Christmas. <laughs> the entire family, Uncle Frank and everybody, even Butch or Buzz or whatever heck his name. That was, was. the worst family of all time, by the yeah, way. It was that family just stunk. You know who the worst member of that family was? The mom. Yeah, she left her child twice. Yeah, like so, I'm going to tell you right now. <clears throat> there's no way coming back from from leaving your child that they let you keep your child. No, I mean, if like, I, DHS I, is stepping in, stepping in at that point. My youngest is 12. How old is Kevin supposed to be in this movie? He's like five or six, right? He's probably like eight. Okay, so he's eight. Yeah. If I had just left my house and a situation arose that it became public knowledge that my eight-year-old child was at home by herself and I was doing nothing about it, I'm not getting her back. They're taking her away. So Kevin McAllister, according to Google, mm-hmm. Peter McAllister was a prominent businessman. Oh, I'm sure he was. And his mom was a fashion designer. Oh, okay. You know what kind of business he was in, right? He was in the garbage business, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. He, he worked, was on. He was in the. He was in he the mob. For, he worked with uh, with Mazarone. So uh, they. This thing has totaled up how much money. How much did that, it cost to fly to Paris? Had to be at least sixty, seventy thousand dollars. The tally is somewhere between 
$21,257 for Home Alone 2. What the the room service was $1,600. Oh, I'm not worried about it. I'm talking about, like, how much was it? did it cost to get airline tickets for 15 people? 13 tickets for Miami to New York on Christmas Eve. This is two. $3,150. Boy, flying was no, no, cheap back then. $1,872 for one way. Uh-huh. Come back, so that'd be another 3150 Oh, gosh. So, oh, my God. Yeah, so there you go. All right, back to the flying M. Hold on, the first one, the first movie was $9,927 from Chicago to Miami. I'm just saying. That that, that doesn't seem right. All right, hopefully we won't have as much uh, dissent here on this next question from the flying M. Who wants us to rank (laughs) these players who transferred out during Rick Stansberry's tenure? Gary Irvin, Ben Hansborough, Rodney Hood, Robert Jackson. You want to do it? Robert Jackson. Romero Osby, Walter Sharp, Phil Turner. Gary Irvin's dead last. Rodney buried Hood's, in the ground. My friend Joseph Ioup outscored him one night. You know, I missed that game when his first one when he came back. Had I a, was there. We had a funeral. We had a, a family member pass away. And so I had been looking forward to that game for months. And I didn't get to go. We gave him the business yeah. in the student section. So Irvin's um, dead last. Rodney Hood's first. Yeah, he, he had a good year at Mississippi State. Um... um Walter Sharp played in the NBA for a little while, didn't he? But he never do anything at Mississippi State. He he had a Phil good career Turner's at UAB. Probably second. All right, so we're doing we're doing total career here. Let, let's 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 just let's do you set the on, ground rules on what they did at Mississippi State. Okay, um, Rodney Hood was like freshman All American yeah, so or freshman All SEC. Easy number one. Irvin's number is dead last. I mean, do, do you go with uh, Phil Turner second? It's Turner or Hansborough. Or, or Hansborough. And then Robert Jackson. So let's go Turner, Hansborough, Jackson. Romero, Osby. Osby, Sharp, Irvin. That's and and Osby was solid. Yeah, he was good. He was better at, at Oklahoma. Yeah, he, I think he would have played a big part. Yeah. But just didn't work out. Yeah. Walking Bully asks questions about vaccines. I'm not answering questions about <laughs> vaccines today. Somebody was uh, really wanting to get involved in that question. Which one, about vaccines? Yeah, uh, Jason really wanted to, to answer oh, that. Well, Jason. But he didn't. We're not doing that. Good, good man, Jason. If you want to answer the question, Jason, you go right ahead. Yeah, you can do it now. Uh, Ricky wants us to rank the top five catchers in MSU history since the 80s. That's a tough one. That is tough. I, my, Ed Easley's number one, though. Yeah, my knowledge dating back to the 80s is not great. Um, Ed Easley would be number one. Um I mean, Lotan is going to be in the. He's got a chance Logan to be Tanner's up Barry there. Barry Patton, Dustin Skelton had. He only had one good year, but it was a heck of a year. As far as Chris just Tatum, as far as just receiving, yeah, Josh Lovelady's up there. Good catcher. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he wasn't great at the plate. And didn't. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have the the strongest arm of any of the catchers, but he might be the the best warrior behind the plate. I mean, that dude was just nails. Um, I'm trying to think. You say Craig Tatum. Yeah. He's going to be on the list. And then beyond that, I don't like remember a lot of the I don't guys even know. The yeah. The 90s and stuff. Um, I'm trying to I just think. don't remember. Like Jim Robinson was the catcher in the, on the 90 uh, College World Series team. Yeah, like Ed Easley's number one for me. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, a. Swenson, rank these bands. U2, Dave Matthews, Rolling Stones, Journey. Stones are number one. Rest <sighs> well, in peace, Charlie Watts. He died today. Did you see that? 
and somehow the guitar player is still alive. Yeah. Well, he'll outlive us all. He didn't. Keith Richards. Yeah. Didn't he like uh, transfuse his blood or something? It's, it's no tell. I think he's a vampire. Um. Yeah, I'm not a huge Rolling Stones fan, so they're not going to be number one for me. All right, let me ask you this. And I'm, I'm not upset by that, but whatever. But even if you're not a fan, you have to recognize their place in the history of rock and roll. It's I mean, certainly yeah, they're greater very than anybody popular. F- popular, but I don't yeah. like their I don't like their music that much. Okay. Um, well, then we're going to have separate it, rankings again. Go ahead. I mean, for me, Journey is at the top. I'm, I'm a huge Journey fan. Mm-hmm. I think that they're um, incredibly talented. I think Steve Perry is one of the greatest singers of all time. Mm-hmm. I think Neil Sean's one of the most talented guitar players of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan Cain is a great songwriter, great artist himself. So, I mean, they're number one for me, mm-hmm. and I'm but a pissing people off but dave matthews is my is one of my favorite bands so um if i mean i I understand if you don't like them but same thing with rolling stones you have to appreciate what they do musically because his the 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 people that he has around him are incredibly talented i'm just gonna let you know that you are going to get some angry uh i don't care that they're coming i don't care so I, I'd, you know, I, I think that they're, I think that they're incredibly talented, and, and Rolling Stones is very popular, but I don't like their music all that much. Yeah, I mean, you just, you're just gonna take some heat. I'm, just, I'm making you aware. Right. I don't like the Rolling Stones. I'm going Stones, Journey, U2, Dave Matthews. Okay, good for you. All right, uh, let's 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 go move into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Who uh, want to remind you a couple of things? First off, they have pre-made meals available. So if you're a busy family, you're looking for something easy to put together for dinner for your family one night. Welcome Home Beef has got you covered, and of course, those are always available wherever you can buy Welcome Home Beef products. Here in Starkville, that is at Val's Marketplace, but they're available all over the state: Collinsville, uh, Louisville, uh, the Pontotoc, Corinth, New Albany, just all sorts of different places. If you're city if your local grocer isn't carrying welcome home beef you need to make a phone call to find out why call your local stores and call welcome home beef that number is 662-268-8148 welcome home beef it just tastes good two brothers smoked meats in the heart of the cotton district that place will be jumping this football season i was in i was in the cotton district last night and uh it's weird seeing it. they're not open on monday i'm so used to that place just buzzing but it was not last night but it will be obviously Fridays and Saturdays this fall. Make sure Two Brothers Smoked Meats is on the stopping list for you. It's not just barbecue. It's smoked southern soul food in the heart of the Cotton District at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Our good friends at Advantage Business Systems want to take care of your business the way they've been taking care of other businesses here in this state for nearly 50 years. Nobody stays around as long as they have unless you take care of your customers. And that's what they do. They provide an incredible selection of services and products, everything from a technological standpoint your business needs to succeed. And they back everything they sell up with the kind of customer service you get from your local next-door neighbor. That's what they are. They're a Mississippi business. They pride themselves on being Mississippi first. Call them today. Find out what they can do for you. That number is 601-362-9192. Or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Josh Patrick asks us, Would you be in favor of destroying Davis Wade if a new stadium with a retractable roof was built in its place? Yeah, can I push the button that destroys the stadium? 
How I can't say yes fast enough. You're telling me we're going to get a retractable roof, state-of-the-art, 21st century stadium? Yeah. Blow it up. <laughs> I, don't hold, I don't hold that much, you know... I kind of like the fact that State Stadium is the second oldest stadium in the in the country. It could be the newest stadium in the country, though. That's true. I and mean, the, and the best. It would improve. Yeah. It would improve a lot of things. I but think, I I think that you know you can still do a lot of things to the current stadium too. Uh, Jason Neal Galt says, "I recently put in my two weeks notice for a company I work with. That job required a drive from Macomb to Baton Rouge, which was around two hours. My wife and I did the math, and I drive sixteen hours a week." My new job is a six-minute commute. What should I do with that free time? When are you going to listen to the podcast, Jason? That's my first question. That's obviously with your podcast time. Yeah, you got to make a way. And find a way. I mean, you you just picked up sixteen hours basically a week of, of free time. I pick up a hobby, you know, whittling, whittling. Yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> uh, ice sculpting, something like that. Basket you got, weaving. Basket. You got time now. You got time. Line dancing. Oh, that's a good choice. Uh, if LSU starts off with a loss to UCLA, is it possible by the, by the time they play state, Orgeron could be fired? Here's what I would say to that. No, but it's possible he could be fired the day after the state game. If they're 2-2 two and two after their first four, they're firing Orgeron. I think that he's on very thin ice. Because they have, you know, the talent level is, is extremely high. Um, you know they have the pieces in place to be really good. I mean, they, there's no excuse now. You got to build on the national championship, and it, you can't you can't make it look like it was just you know complete fluke. Right, I agree. Uh, also from Jason, who main events all out? I think you closed the show with Punk versus Darby. I, I disagree with this. Always close the show with your world championship match. It'll be Omega versus Christian. Yeah, you know. You got to be careful with this because you don't want to start too hot sometimes, right? Because you don't want to just burn you can't everybody start out with that match either. No, though. but middle of the card would be good. Middle I think. of the card, right before a, a throwaway kind of match. Yeah, which, which right before, be right before the you know whatever the Big women's show QT Marshall, Big yeah, show, all white QT Marshall, or the women's match. Yeah, well, I mean, Britt Baker is is got heat, so she's the only one that uh, w, the WWE is so far ahead of them and in, in the women's. It is, uh, but she's it. awesome. Yeah, I love Britt Baker. So. Uh, Missy Nations asks, where do you find better food, tailgates in the Junction or the Riggs in Duty Noble? Well, it's the same people cooking. There's more of it at the, at, at the tailgate, and there's a more a wide variety. But There's more people cooking, though. A lot of tailgates, are, are they go the old Miss route and just sort of have stuff yeah, out there. Yeah, you're right. So, uh, Ford Polk, is it appropriate to use dogs win again for other sports? No. It's kind of like the is, yeah. it's kind of like the M over S. Like it needs yeah, to it's stay. A baseball thing. I agree. So I'm getting married on September the 25th at six. Mississippi State plays LSU that day. What on earth? Why? On. Let me get the, let me get the Ric Flair. Like what? What are you? What doing? on God's green earth? What are you doing? What are the chances that we play that game at 2:30 on CBS so we will have a chance to watch it? Very slim. That's oh. not that that you know that's not Mississippi State's problem. Well, you should have thought about this. But never mind that. That's Ole Miss Alabama's that day. If Ole Miss is undefeated, which they will likely be, and Alabama certainly will That's be, on CBS. That's their CBS game. That I'll go ahead and tell you right now. Mississippi State LSU is going to be a 6 p.m. kick. Congratulations. You played yourself. Ford. Ford! How did you allow this to happen? What are you doing? Why can't people get married on Sundays? 
I went to a wedding. My, Get my friend, married on Sunday. My friend, massive my friend, Big Dave, that you know, yeah. just got married on Sunday. In the middle of summer. Yeah. Get it out of the way. If you want to have no a football, football season wedding, that's fine. Have it on Sunday. Well, then you got NFL. Oh, who, I mean, and Jesus. I, I I love the NFL. Well, you're going to church. <laughs> Not every year. I'm just saying. Brandon Walker seems to do a good bit of stuff on Barstool for wrestling. Do you think he'd become a commentator if given the chance with either one of you? The three of us could not take that job fast enough. I'll pay for Even it. Even WWE, yeah. If WWE called me like, we want you, I'm, I'll be there tomorrow. I, I'll pay you. Yeah. If you let me do that. Yeah. Brandon Walker but, would take that job. Brandon was got an entrance at SummerSlam in the arena the other day before the thing started. Yeah. And like, yeah. I want that job. I don't care about the college football, whatever. If I was working at Barstool, I wouldn't care about any of that. I want what, what Brandon's doing right now. Going to the warehouse and seeing Andre the Giant's boots. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. give me that. All right. Miller Time asks, this is a deep question here. When college football media talks about state ceiling as a program, <coughs> excuse me, they say what happened under Mullen can't be viewed as a realistic goal, and getting back to that level is unlikely. When they talk about Ole Miss, they point to their run under freeze, both on the field and in recruiting, and say, suggest that the Rebels can still be that program while conveniently ignoring the NCAA violations that brought them that success. Why the difference in opinion? Ole Miss does a better job of promoting itself. They do. That's, I mean, it's always, there's always some a positive vibe about Ole Miss going into the season. You know, the offense is exciting. They have this exciting coach. They recruited these five-star players, four-star players. Yeah. Um, the Grove is incredible. Oxford, look how great it is. And then there's Mississippi State, and, you know, they're okay. They have Hunt's Brothers Pizza, and, um, you know, the team might win five games this year. I'll talk about Hunt's Brothers. We'll get another thread going. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah it's, it's, this it's is, a perception thing. This is how it's been since the beginning of these schools. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and, and, and also, the, you, you can't discount the fact that there are Ole Miss people in media, yeah. behind the scenes as producers, I mean, it's just how it is. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> Mississippi State has Brandon Walker. That's all we need. He's all we got. He's all we need. Norm asks, this is a great question, would you rather have Ole Miss win a national title in football then lose the Egg Bowl every season for the rest of your life, or the opposite? State wins the national title but loses to Ole Miss every season for the rest of your life. So the answer is Ole Miss wins the national title and then loses the Egg Bowl every year. I think what would happen is this. I, I'm going to – it's a tough agreement because winning a national title would be incredible. But then knowing that you're going to lose the last game of the year every year would be awful. I mean, because till the end of time, you're able to say, okay, well, says the rest you, of won a national, you won the national title but then right. lost 30 consecutive Egg Bowls. Yeah. Like I mean, you didn't do anything to build on that. From the state perspective of tying the series – that would be a monstrous achievement to do. And also, I mean, in recruiting, like, yeah, we beat Ole Miss every single We've year. We've beaten them 27 years in a row. I mean, yeah, like, like that's all point. you have to sell. Yeah. I mean, it would be one of those things, like, it would be the worst offseason ever of them winning the national title. And probably it would last for a couple years. Cause they, but after you've beaten them, like, four in a row, it's like, okay. Well, and then even the next year, like, you beat them after they've won the national championship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that the 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 bloom is off the rose at that point. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, R.J. Sweatman asks, "Who is the most underrated band of all time, and why is it Earth, Wind, and Fire?" 
Is it Earth, Wind, and Fire? Oh, uh, are they underrated? I, I mean, they're they're like pretty they're big in the seventies. Properly rated, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who would be who I would consider really underrated. You know, I'm a huge Ultra Bridge fan. Mm-hmm. I consider them a little underrated. Other than that, I'm trying to think of a band that's that's that that is truly. You know, Journey is a little underrated. They are. They're they're they are quality quality. You know, in the seventies and eighties, they were kind of the first that started those arena yeah tours. Yeah. Uh, they were packing out yeah. huge stadiums, Superdome, yeah, Astrodome, places like that. Uh, people weren't doing that, and they were they were selling you know fifty thousand tickets to stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that they were huge back then, and people just people kind of know about. Don't stop believing at this point, but they have a um, they have a lot of good stuff. Don't stop believing is, might not even be in my top five journey songs. Okay. Uh, also from R.J. Sweatman. Uh, let's see here. If you're playing the future release of NCAA football, which I hope to be soon, and liked playing with teams that have never won the SEC West, who would it be? That's a good question. So obviously, you couldn't play with Alabama or Auburn. Or Mississippi State, or LSU, or Arkansas. Your two choices would be Texas A&M and Ole Miss. Yeah, Do we really count A&M though. I mean, they've only been in it for eight years. I don't yeah, like been since the l- beginning. let's go with charter schools. So that so leaves Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Yeah, so you're playing with Ole Miss. That'd be interesting. Uh, Sheldon Nation <laughs> should score a lot of points. You should probably going to give up a lot too. Sheldon Nations asks: Auburn's current win total over under is seven. Can you show me eight wins on that schedule? I think both of us had Auburn under eight wins when we did them a couple weeks back. I have to look. I mean, you uh, know, so that so you know, even that game against State, I consider kind of a toss up. Yeah, but I don't, you know, I I think that they have the edge with that playing at home. State has not been good there mm-hmm. in, in recent years, but you know they're going to start off. I think I picked them to lose a Penn State, didn't I? You did. I did too. Yeah. So they're going to start off three and one because they have a terrible non-conference slate other than Penn State. At LSU, loss three and two, three and three. Though I th- I still think that they're going to beat Ole Miss. We're not taking into account that they are likely going to have a game forfeited because they aren't getting the vaccine. Yeah, they're like at fifty percent or something. Yeah. Like they're in trouble. I mean, their coaches are not. I think the I think they're winning seven games right. tops. Just look yeah, at the schedule. They're, they're, not, they're not winning eight. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. Hayden Hughes says if Mississippi State enters the LSU game undefeated, would you consider that the game of the week? I mean, like I said for a second ago, in all likelihood, Ole Miss Alabama is going to happen as well, and that's just going to get that's more. That same day. Yeah, it's the same day. This will be you know ESPN primetime. Yeah. If, six, that, if that's the 6 case. p.m. kick, which I, to be honest, I'd rather have. Yeah, me rather too. Have. And uh, you know they play UCLA. If they get past UCLA, they're three and too. So they, it would be it would be a big time game. I don't, I don't know if State's ranked at that point. I think they're ranked. Mm-hmm. Um, three and beating NC State. They might be 24, maybe. 25, could be, 24. Yeah, could be. LSU will be around top ten. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Assuming they're undefeated, yeah. Yep. All right. Colton Watson, you had an Ole Miss fan in here answering your questions. You didn't take care of that, so no good. Uh, Kevin Wright, what are the chances that Harry Kane finishes the year with Tottenham? Oh, do I, you want me to answer? Would you like for me to? Yeah, you handle this one. I, I don't think he I, – I think he – I think 
I mean, they've only got a couple more weeks, but or I guess I got only got seven more days. But I, I think they're going to get them out of there. What's the worst meal you've ever had at a table side restaurant, table service restaurant? I'm not going to name it because it's here in Starkville, but you and I, I think, are both on the same page. Okay, I think. Okay, we'll have to ask each other afterwards. Is it was it the place that we went with uh, Ben for when Ben's going away? That is, I had forgotten about that. I had okay, so that's not okay, but that's now number one. So yeah, (laughs) so there's two places in Starkville I have had bad bad times at, and neither one of them are sponsors, right? So, have you ever enjoyed being outside in Mississippi in August? Yeah, when I've gone to football games or when I played in football games, sure. Yeah, and and let's be honest, there's there's like weeks, days that it feels like fall because it's like it's like God is is tricking us. He wants you to think that that yeah. you're about to get something really nice, and then the next week football season starts and it's 115 degrees. All right, you're right. Uh, let's see here, Jason and Flagstaff. Does CM Punk's arrival and imminent debuts of a few others mean that the flippy floppy gymnastic shows are going to ease on out the back door in favor of more traditional professional wrestling? No, they're they're going to be. There's going to be more of that. There's going to be more of that. Yeah, because that's that's if what I, if fans more traditional professional wrestling. You mean like big guys who can't move? Well, that'll be on other channels. <laughs> It'll probably be on WWE, actually. Yeah, that's, that's the other channel I'm talking about. Uh, Brad Baxter, if Mississippi State baseball and the Atlanta Braves both happen to win championships in the same season, what will the scene be at Joel's, Joel Coleman's residence? He won't be there because he'll be in the Cotton District streaking. Yeah, that's correct. He'll be in Atlanta, too. And then yeah. he'll drive back and do the Cotton District. Thing. Well, I don't know if he's going to do that now because now he's a professional. Yeah. He got out of the media. He, I think he'd still do it. Think so? Yeah. Ah. So. I, I don't. I don't. The buy scenes it. would be absolute. We'll just put it that way. Maybe he'll jump in the in the uh, fountain like the the guys did uh, after the national championship. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Nine oh one dog says, "Could Mississippi State get to the college football playoff if they have defense comparable to twenty eighteen and a better average, better than average leech offense in the next two to three years?" Sure. They average, you know, thirty points a game, and they have the nation's number one defense. Sure, they yeah. could, they could, they could challenge for the SEC championship. Yeah, if if they have that kind of production defensively, mm-hmm. they got a shot. Yeah. Also from nine hundred one dog, uh, with the recent talent MSU has put in the NFL, do you think the day do you think one or more will get into the Hall of Fame if and when the day comes? Can you imagine the number of MSU alums that would flood flood Canton? I don't think that many people would go. I mean, it's just. Not that big. I mean, it's a big deal, but it's not like a huge spectator event. Uh, right now, Fletcher Cox is on the best path for that. Yeah, Chris Jones could get there. <clears throat> um, Fletcher Cox needs to maintain over these next few years, next like two or three consistency. Years. Yeah, don't start tailing down because yeah. he's kind of he's kind of getting up there in his career. Yeah, but if he could get another two couple of years, he if he can be all like all pro, like two or three a Super more Bowl years, ring too, that helps. Yeah, so does Chris Jones. I know you're going to wonder about Dak, but Dak has got a long way to go. Long way. So Yeah. He's going to have to win a Super Bowl or yeah. something. Uh, for Polk, coming back to his question, I'd like to point out we wanted to get married in the spring. The venue we wanted only had one opening. Guess what, buddy? Pick a new venue. And I'll say this. I mean, there's some things you just can't do. You just, you just nod and say. I get okay. it, but I don't want to hear any crying either about missing the game. Yeah, I mean, it, but, I mean, if you're – if you're a willing participant here with your wife to be, mm-hmm. you got to do what she says. I hear you. I hear you. Keep her happy. I hear but you, you. But like you said, I mean, you can't complain, can't complain either. 
Monroe Walker asks, what is the optimum number of bacon slices to make a sandwich? I say four. We're going BLT here? Traditional BLT? Well, no, no, this is putting bacon on a sandwich. Yeah. So club? Yeah, like four slices of bacon. Yeah, on my BLT, I want four slices. Okay. Well, was, I'm talking grandmama's BLT, yeah. not peppers, no, no, no. whatever. Yeah. I'm talking the old, you know... I want the same. I want the bread to be a little soggy from the tomato and everything. I got you. Will MSU have any eleven o'clock kickoffs this year? And if so, which game do you think they will be? Oh yeah, they'll definitely have eleven o'clock kickoffs. Yeah, I mean, and it'll probably be early in the season. After the LSU game, no, it won't be early in the season. Don't the, think so. The first three games are already done. Oh yeah, that's true. Three six three, and then LSU won't be in eleven. So we don't after have to, that. Everything is a possibility. So we don't have to wor- worry about uh, you know one hundred and ten heat index. What do you think? At three o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah, we'd still have to worry. That's true. Especially the one in, the, in Memphis. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. All right. Dog Pack asked, with resident goose season fast approaching, do you prefer the flag method or no? Yes. What? The hell are you talking about? What is? What? I don't know what that means. I'm not shooting geese either. Yeah, I don't deal with geese. They're they're mean people. If you uh, miss, they're coming after you. Yeah. Alexandra Watson asks, having a favorite color or a favorite food is common. Do you have a favorite something that people might think is odd? I have a favorite spoon at my house. Favorite spoon. Do you have anything that's like that? Ah, that's my favorite whatever. I have a favorite. I mean, you have like favorite shirts, right? Mm. I have a favorite pair of gym shorts. I've got so many pairs. I just... Every week, or but I have every one to- in particular. Every two days, like, when they come out of the dryer, that's always the first one I'm going to wear. I, see, I'm very um, OCD, uh-huh. very weird. Like, I I have my shirts in my drawer, and every day I take from one section of those shirts. Okay. I have like five different sections. You don't have a favorite shirt? Not really. Okay, all right, that's fine. After watching the Saints preseason game, this is also Alexandra Watson. What is your prediction for the first year post Breeze? I think they'll be all right. I mean, it's 17 games this year. I've got Jameis Winston in my uh, fantasy team. Mm-hmm. Like I drafted him. I, he was just night. he was sitting there in the 17th round. Oh, you should, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to take a flyer on this guy. So my hope is that he just explodes this year, and I've got this guy in, in the 17th round, and yeah, it's great for me. So. Uh, let's see here. Micah Halfacre says, on yesterday's pod, you guys talked about the wins for the football team. How, would you say the basketball team will be over under 22 wins? Come on, man. Over. Well, uh, come on. It's it's August 24th, man. Let me see the full schedule. That, I'm going it. over. I, 20, I don't have to 22 see is a lot. Yep, I'm going, going over. It. But if I have no idea. If if they're not over, if, if they're not like over 20 wins. Oh, it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's going to be tough to get. I mean, they they might get in the NCAA tournament with that, but you're, mm-hmm. I mean, you're right on the bubble, kind of. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Jonathan asks, "Do you think the stats for Will Rogers not being great are caused more from the coaches trying to put him in situations to learn, or by him still being young and trying to learn how to read the defensive situations? That's the problem. Is it's a scrimmage, right? Yeah. And they're not doing situational stuff. They're just putting him out there. Yeah. I mean, I just don't put a whole lot into stats from scrimmages. Uh, you know, we we've seen enough from him in practice. I I feel fine about him. I want to wait and see what he looks like against La Tech. If he comes out and he's thrown for fifty percent against La Tech, then there's some problems. Rob Hadaway asks, 
Eva Marie is clearly the most talented female wrestler of this or any generation. Why is no one else able to ascend to the level where she is? And, of course, he has this picture of her wearing a Will Clark jersey. Do you think she knows who Will Clark is? No. Okay. So. I, I, t- I take it this is a, a tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, we're just, he's a Giants fan. Okay. So. Well, yeah. I, I'm not a big uh, Eva Marie fan. No, she's I, not. I have go-away heat with her. Yeah. Uh, also from Rob, is this a suitable argument on how John Cena has never tied Ric Flair's 16 World Championships? This is a good good point. This is the picture of him and CM Punk, where Punk had left with his title. The WWE decided to reboot the title, basically, but Punk shows up. I've always thought they missed they, they screwed that angle up in that basically they let Cena win the match. What should have happened was he's going for the pin and Punk's music hits. And he's like, no, no, I'm here. I've got the belt. We don't need all this. And then you can go from there. So, yeah. I get what he's saying, but it is officially recognized. So, Cena 16 titles. I don't like it, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Great question here from Keith Jordan. We've all been told that if you find a penny on heads to pick it up, it's good luck. Call me superstitious if you will, but I have missed out on at least $1.26 in my life, finding pennies on tails and leaving them there. Is it bad luck to pick them up? I have never heard that it's bad luck to pick up on tails, just that it's good luck to pick up on heads. Yeah, I think that's the premise of it. But at the same time, would it not make sense? Does it is that not how it works? That if it's if it's good luck if on one side, you don't have good luck. You have bad luck. Well, or yeah, you just if, don't if, have if, luck. I'm just saying, like, if it is good luck for heads, doesn't by like nature doesn't it have to be bad luck if it's tails? You would think. I don't know. I didn't make the rules here, Keith. That's just stop picking them up. I mean, you'll be okay. Gil Mainkling. Gil Mankling, I'm sorry, wants us to uh, the famous pick two, leave one. Nut, bolt, and wash. What? Are we this desperate, Gil? Come on, man. I mean, the, the, uh, washer can go? I don't I don't care. Robbie, do you, do you have a preference here? I mean, you got to keep the bolt, I yeah. guess. Uh, I mean, so, all right. I don't know, Gil. Zaxby's, Abner's, and Raisin Cane's. Abner's, Abner's out. is out. Dry chicken tenders. And it's run by one of the most virulent Ole Miss fans you'll ever meet. Bad French fries. Nirvana, Radiohead, the Smashing Pumpkins. Radiohead's out. Really? I'm surprised by that. Not a Radiohead fan. All right. I would take out... Those three are not my favorite bands. Those aren't... uh, But Radiohead... Smashing Pumpkins is for sure staying in. I could go either way on the others. We'll go Radiohead. Sure. Uh, Seinfeld, Friends, The Fresh Prince. Friends. Uh, Friends is out. Yeah, Friends I never got into that. Yeah, the wedding singer Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison. Wedding singer's out. Oh, man, that that's, that's a tough, tough one. one. I, I really like Wedding Singer, but, but I, Happy so. Gilmore and Billy Madison are the OGs. Those are classics. Yeah, I'll never forget getting. They used to have those at Walmart where you could get both of those in the same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, Andy Atkinson wants to ask us the enforcer. If the SEC goes to a four-team pod system, what are the chances they could implement a competitive balance rotation? For example, Arkansas, LSU, UM, MSU pod. LSU goes three and yo for at least three seasons. Do they rearrange the pods occasionally? When's the last time they rearranged the divisions with Alabama going undefeated every year? Yeah, I mean, I, no, they don't I don't think it. you can do that. No. no. Uh, Scott says, I notice I tend to drive faster when certain songs come on the radio. Are there any songs that make you drive faster? I mean, I can't drive 55 comes to my mind automatically. I set my my vehicle on cruise. I am a cruise control kind of guy. So, but like anything Metallica, something like that, you know, that that would get me going. Yeah. Uh, 
Alex Barham, we've answered that question a couple times. We'll skip that one. Why does it not seem to worry either of you that our offense isn't looking good, even against man defense? Has anyone asked if the defense will show the rush three drop eight? We've, I mean, we, we talked about that a bunch of times. It's, it's that's what they'll do this week with the scout team. Uh, the fact that they're not looking good against man defense is because I think state's defense is good. Simple as that. You agree? Sure. Sure. We've talked about it. Ad it, it we have talked about it so much. What are your two favorite dips for tailgating or home gating? You go first. Ranch and honey mustard. I mean, you, are we going those dips? Or are we going I chips? Thought, I thought we meant like some homemade dips here. I mean, are, are we talking about chips? Chip yeah. dip? Okay. Yeah. Um, We're talking about you're you're making a dip, not I'm buying a bottle of ranch. Um, buffalo chicken. There you go. Uh, cheese is it? Buffalo chicken cheese. Yeah, there's cheese. Cream cheese. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's outstanding. Yeah. Um and my sister used to make some uh, corn dip. Oh, I like heard of that. Yeah, corn and um, what all is in it? Maybe like cream cheese yeah, in that yeah. too. Really good. So, uh, I mean, first off, just queso would be on my list. Yeah, you know that, um, that works. Salsa, homemade salsa. Yeah, uh, I like. I love buffalo chicken dip. My wife makes a bacon cheddar ranch dip that I really like. It's a uh, cream cheese ranch. Bacon and cheddar. It's it's very simple. That's all it is. But I love it. I eat it all the time. Um, I'm two is sort of limiting myself here. Um, I'm hungry now. You like crack dip? Yes. Like Rotel? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of options there. Nibbler's wife used to make crack dip. She did. It was good. Oof. Very good. Uh, Let's see here. Been through the uh, the vaccine stuff here. That might be it. To be honest with you. Okay, here we go. Hunter Manis wants to know. I got suckered into coaching a four to six year old soccer team. I hardly know anything about soccer except general concepts. Any tips? My game plan now is chase the ball, kick it in the general direction of the other goal. Don't get hurt. Don't chase the ball, first and foremost. I haven't played soccer since I was three years old. Yeah. And I don't know anything about it. You play about areas. You don't you don't you play you don't you don't go after the ball. Otherwise you'll have but you got a bunch of four and six year olds. You'll have ten kids trying to you know play man defense on one guy. Don't kick, do it. Kick the best player in the shin because apparently when you get kicked in soccer, you basically look like you've lost a limb. There you go. So uh, do that. There you go. Just take the best player out. Yeah. All right. A lot of I, I muted the uh, I tweeted about the LSU decision. I had to mute that conversation because wow. Yeah, I think I'm going to stay away from the vaccine conversation. Probably a good a idea. Uh, Tony Loper, Dr. Tony Loper, the best damn veterinarian in the city of Vicksburg. What's the weirdest way you've ever injured yourself? My son burned his face while making soft plastic fishing lures. It's pretty rough. That is. Uh, I was, when I was like four, I was walking around like on top of the couches and we had like the wraparound couch. Oh, yeah. And the wraparound couch led to a quilt rack. So I was like walking around the couch, got to the quilt rack, and the quilt rack, like I lost my balance on it, and yeah. I fell and put my arms down and broke my arm. Nice. And another time, I was skateboarding down my grandparents' hill mm-hmm. at Christmas mm-hmm. and decided I wanted to do the thing where like you lay on your stomach mm-hmm. on the skateboard. Yeah, yeah. So like coming down, and the skateboard throws me off, and my face slides on the pavement mm-hmm. like that's what kind of slowed me down was my face mm-hmm. so i that was sounds awful yeah i was uh scraped up it was really bad okay 
I fell in the shower and bruised my ribs. Okay. Uh, that was not fun. Um, I uh, a guy we were just sort of messing around in, in great in junior high, and he had an exacto knife, and I for some idiot reason grabbed it, and so I could cut my fingers and I had to get stitches. And I was playing indoors, foot playing football indoors, and I went face first into a cabinet and had to get stitches in my eyebrow. Okay, so I was at I was at work uh, during college cutting open the tops of buckets mm-hmm. and with a uh, um, letter opener mm-hmm. thing, and I sliced my thumb right there. You see the uh, yeah 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 I see it yeah yeah sliced it almost down to the bone. Also from Tony Loper, what do you consider the best kickoff time for a football game? Six. <sighs> yeah, I mean eight is just too is a little too late from a working standpoint. Oh, I'm not talking about that. Yeah, I mean, for just kickoff, yeah, six. For a working standpoint, 11 a.m. Yes, get it over with. But for if I'm going to be able to enjoy myself, six to be able, it gives you the, it's enough time to get there. You got a good day of tailgating. You can cook some good food and enjoy yourself and then make your way over to the stadium. Yeah, six o'clock is the, is the way to go. Almost there. I'm not That's saying it. anymore. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm That's not saying. It. All right. Tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about uh, Louisiana Tech. And we're going to talk about Mississippi State because it's time to make – you, you already know our predictions, but we'll go a little further in depth into them on tomorrow's show. All right, for Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.